0: What's up everyone? This is Clark and Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to our Wednesday podcast. And today, Bobby and I had a few different perspectives on 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So I'll start. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So when I'm reading 2 Corinthians chapter 11, the first thing that stood out to me comes from verse 2. Paul says, I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you, Church of Corinth, to one husband, that's to Jesus Christ, so that I might present you as pure virgin to him. He's talking about how Paul's responsible for these people, and someday he wants to present them before the Lord, pure and blameless and faultless. Um, There are other scriptures that, that talk about this idea of us presenting each other.
1: Right, like I'm sure you've heard about... Being presented unto Christ, like getting up to heaven, seeing God face to face, and hearing, "Well done, good and faithful servant." That's kind of what Paul's getting at too. Or even if you have that imagery of um, a bride, what what Paul's talking about, and you think about what people do to prepare for a wedding, and just the lengths that we go to with planning and feeding everybody and getting ready and and dresses,
0: right. and Weight then, loss, yes, and then all weighting. those
1: things too. Yeah, just what it looks like to actually um, kind of lay down the groundwork, the trail, prepare for this special day. All of the things that we're doing. Um, Paul's hope is that that all of what he's given you helps prepare you for that day.
0: Mm-hmm. And which kind of leads to the rest of the chapter, because there are people who are feeding the church in Corinth nonsense. He just straight up calls them false teachers. When he says super apostles, he's straight mocking these guys. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, these super apostles, like they're so tough and they think they're so good and they're attracting fandom. And he's like, "That you're missing the point. And so verses 13 and 14, I'll read those and then Bobby will end us looking at what stood out to her. It says, for such people, these false apostles are deceitful workers. They're masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light, And so what's interesting to me in this passage is that Paul is, is frustrated with religious people offering false teaching to other religious people. So you have to make that distinction. We're not defending the faith to atheists right here or non-believers. You're defending the faith to other people who are claiming to follow Christ. And so what I really appreciate, Acts 17, Paul's traveling, there's this church in Berea. And it says after he leaves, they get out their Bibles and they double check everything their pastor just told them was true. And I want to give that to you all listening, whether it's you listen to my sermon or Ken's or if you're listening from another church, that's fantastic. But track along, follow and make sure your pastor is saying uh, correct things. And just a few keys and and I guess questions you can ask yourself if it comes across something you're, you're wondering, always interpret the Bible with the Bible. Yeah. Okay, it says this in, in James. What does Jesus have to say about this? It right. says this in John. What does it say in Mark? Mm-hmm. Always interpret the Bible with the Bible. The second question you ask is, what did Jesus say and do? And then thirdly, bring the question, the thought, the concept to other trusted believers. Because Paul tells Timothy this in 2 Timothy 4. In chapter 4, verse 3, he says, for a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead to suit their own desires they'll gather around them a number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear yeah and i feel like that's relevant today everything seems to be politicized uh, there's hot topics people are, are are talking about debating and then you gravitate towards people who tell you what you want to hear that maybe affirm your experience or your thought without going to the Bible and allowing the right. Bible to interpret the Bible.
1: Right, so it might not be truth. And that that's only going to deepen, I think a couple chapters ago we talked about um, holding convictions and strong beliefs and really asking these hard questions. And that's kind of what Paul's saying is, um, we want to be presented before the Lord and have it be a celebration. So we need to pay attention. We need to filter, we need to sift, um, what's, what we're listening to, what's coming through our ears, what, what we're looking at. And so that's kind of, uh, that's a, that's an important part of how you move forward and discerning, um, mm-hmm. what you're hearing.
0: Because what comes in your eyes and ears uh, greatly influences and shapes what we think right. and what we believe. Yeah. And so that's why Paul is saying, I want to present you as this beautiful bride to Christ, but you're putting up with this nonsense joker of a teacher over here that's not helping you any. Right. So we want to pay attention to what we're watching on TV, um, what we're listening to, this podcast, other podcasts, music, your right. friends, Um mm-hmm. influences us yeah it's beneficial and edifying bobby what this transition to yours what what stood out to you from chapter 11
1: my verses were actually later in the chapter and so um chapter 11 verse 30 kind of talks about paul and how um if he must boast that's literally what it says if i must boast i will boast in the things that show my weakness and so all throughout Second Corinthians, it's kind of like this recording. We just hear Paul saying, "Well, I've been beaten. I've been beaten. I've been yeah. all, all this stuff." And they get uh, it, Paul? Right, You've been beaten. And uh, and then we'll go into chapter twelve a little bit too. I know that's not on the podcast per se today, but if you're following the reading plan, you're going to read chapter twelve next. So, um, but just that idea of how our testimony really isn't, um, really isn't this picture of our own strength and that we're so strong that we have it all figured out. Literally being a Christian and, and repenting and believing in Jesus Christ is saying, I don't have it figured out. And Mm -hmm. actually I couldn't save myself at all. Jesus had to come and die on a cross so that I could step into this salvation that he offers. And Paul keeps talking about that with these super apostles. And it's kind of like they have this following, this crowd, they're kind of the in people. And Paul is just this kind of rejected other teacher. And that's kind of the picture that's getting painted. And he's saying, "Um, I didn't have to live this way. I was actually somebody that had a position of power. If you think back to Paul's story and how he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, or how Jesus really encountered him on the road to Damascus. And since then, he's been believing this gospel and he is just getting beaten up for it. And life only looks this way for him because that's what he truly believes deep down, that Jesus lived this sacrificial lifestyle. And so that's how he's living. He's not trying to smooth talk. He's not trying, he's talking about how he didn't want to be a burden to them, how literally he had kind of this bivocational ministry. And he's clinging to that because it's the truth. And so when I was thinking about how can we, um, how can we make this relatable to you guys? How can it be true that our, we can boast about our weaknesses because that just puts the light on um God. on who God is and what he's done Clark actually mentioned our Thanksgiving services at Emmanuel, Yeah. and how literally that's what we have people testifying to over and over again on Thanksgiving is um people from the congregation that just share how they met God and how it was not in their own power but it was in what he's done for them that um that they're able to live the life that they're living now
0: because if we don't boast in our weakness we're getting credit for it and we're boasting right. in our strength. So right. unless, I, unless I admit and say, God, look, and, and my community, look, I've fallen short. Here's my areas of brokenness and here's where I really mm-hmm. need help. Um, unless we do that, God's not going to get the credit. Right. And we're actually not going to really heal and we're not going to really grow. We might put on a facade of the image that we've got our, our junk together. and right. We have this happy Instagram life. But it's not mm-hmm. until you actually admit that your brokenness that you actually find real freedom. Right. It actually becomes the most liberating thing because that's how this relationship was designed to work.
1: Yeah, so really that's just kind of what stuck out to me is how um, Paul says it again in chapter 12 when he's talking about this, this thorn or this weakness that he has. And he says in chapter 12, verse 9, um, this is the Lord speaking to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, then this is Paul. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, this is verse 10. For Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, I am strong. And that kind of um, comes back to, we were talking about the clay pots and how literally when we are um, vulnerable and when we make, let people see our weaknesses, um, that's when God is working his best because they're not seeing you; they're mm-hmm. seeing they're seeing God through you. And really, that's what our testimony is. It's not this testimony of strength and how we saved ourselves, but really, it's that we are so loved by God that He saw fit to come down in His power and save us. And then our lives demonstrate that when we're vulnerable, when we let people in. I think mm-hmm. I think if you talk to any kind of Christian in you know a Bible study or a Devo, it's not the people that have it all together that other people want to talk about. No, those it's, are the people
0: that you don't want in your group.
1: Yeah, it's the people yeah. that are just yeah. being honest about where they are and saying, I you know, I am struggling here, but God is meeting me. And so that's one thing that I've just been reflecting on um, from chapter 11 too is how has God been present in my weakness and how has God um, spoken through my weakness or how is he using uh, your weakness to show his power yeah. really?
0: So. Look at your weaknesses today and say, God, how can you shine through them and use them to bring glory to yourself? Uh, look at the scriptures and think about how God and you know your, your spiritual leaders hope to present you one day to, to God as this bride who God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. But yeah. pay attention to what's coming in your eyes and ears mm-hmm. and uh, influences what we think and believe. So until next time, God bless you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week.
1: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turneth countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.